We do like to celebrate. Thank you, Alan. My name is Kent. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, I'm glad you're here, and I hope that you do have a, a great Sabbath. I am hoping that you hold off on the napping until after the service. That's what I'm hoping for, so thank you. Um, we've been going to the book of Acts, and it's kind of a trip down memory lane in a way. We're going back to look at the early church and to see what happened to them and how that shaped the church and then how that shapes us. And we're up to Acts chapter 3. I said last week we're going to start to accelerate our pace a little bit. So we are today going to go through chapter 3, 4, and 5 in the next few minutes. But we're just going to start by reading part of chapter 3. So if you have your Bible, I'd like to invite you to open it up to Acts 3. We're in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts chapter 3. I'm going to read the first 10 verses from Acts 3. And if you don't have a Bible, you can look it up on your phone or grab a Bible out of the chair. Acts 3. Acts 3, verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried into the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, and then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is God's word, and it's true, and we can rely on it. We are celebrating Memorial Day, and I wanted to start by thinking uh, back to a little bit of the reason why we do this. I don't often, on Sunday morning, check my phone, but this morning I did, and I got the little news feed, and the first thing that came up on there was an essay about why we celebrate Memorial Day. It was actually quite moving, and I just wanted to share the opening paragraph from this essay. It says this, Memorial Day is a time for reflection, pause, remembrance, and thanksgiving, for patriots who gave up their own lives to protect protect the lives and freedoms of us all, including the freedom of generations long gone and generations yet unborn. We owe the fallen a debt so enormous that it can never be repaid. I read that and it really got me thinking. You know, Memorial Day started right after the Civil War. I think it was 1868 was the first time that they actually had celebrations in honor of those who fell in the Civil War. Memorial Day did not become an official holiday until 1971. And then it kind of fell into disrepair, but there was a a president who was really focused on helping us remember Memorial Day. He did not want us to forget it. Ronald Reagan, if you remember him, he would always give a speech every Memorial Day at a cemetery, at a military cemetery and uh, kind of revived the practice of remembering this day and why it's so important. I also had a father who served in the Navy and served on the island of Guam, and he was very interested in making sure that none of us ever forgot Memorial Day. It was very important to him. 
And um, so in the spirit of Ronald Reagan and my dad and this essay, I'd like us to spend just a few moments reflecting on the significance of this day by watching this little video that we picked out for you. So watch this. thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, gray and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do is remember them, what they did, and why they had to be brave for us. So we set aside a day to remember, and Ronald Reagan would have said, forgetting is bad. My dad would say the same thing, forgetting is bad. We need to remember this. One of the things that my dad always found touching was just a simple acknowledgement, and oftentimes this happened in services and on Memorial Day or in worship services around the weekend, where we simply just recognize those who have served. So I'd like to do that right now. If there's anyone here who served our country in the military or is currently serving, if you would just please stand up and let us acknowledge that. So we know that forgetting is bad, and if it's bad... Um, on these big things, we also know it's bad on little things. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about this. The Bible says a whole lot about remembering. And it actually talks about the importance of remembering because it is important for us not to overlook 
what's most important or to repeat mistakes that were made. And as I was thinking about this this week, I came across at least three different reasons why it's important for us to remember. These are biblical reasons that I could come up with. First of all, we remember so that we don't make the same mistakes over again. The Bible actually has a lot to say about how we look back and we recall the sins that we've committed. We recall the wickedness that has been done in the past. And when we recall that, it becomes this reminder for us to say, don't do that. Forgetting is bad because then it causes us to repeat the same mistakes over again. Psalm 106 is a beautiful passage that talks about this. And it describes God's people as not remembering God's kindness and not remembering what God has done for them. And so they rebelled. They forgot and it led to wickedness. Deuteronomy 9 warns God's people not to forget their time in the wilderness and how they got there. They got there because of their sinful rebellion and because they turned their backs on God. So forgetting is bad because it leads us to repeating the same mistakes, the same sins over and over again. The second reason the Bible talks about remembering is because remembering is necessary for us to celebrate God's goodness and faithfulness. That we look back to try to remember all these places in our history and from generation to generation how God has been kind, how God has been gracious, how God has been faithful, how God has been good to his people, including us. We don't want to forget that. And actually, there's many passages in the Bible, like Exodus 14 and 16 and Joshua 3, that say this remembering God's faithfulness is so important that God's people were told to, like, erect a monument, build a pile of stones, make a marker, mark God's faithfulness today so that in the future you don't forget God's goodness and God's faithfulness and his kindness. Forgetting is bad in this case because we lose sight of God's love and his goodness. And the third reason that I could come across that uh, why it's important to remember is we remember so that we can endure. Uh, remembering allows us to stay strong, to persevere. We don't know what kinds of circumstances we're facing and we will face in the future. When we remember what has happened in the past, it gives us strength to face whatever is going to come in the future. In 2 Timothy 2, Paul's actually coaching young Timothy to remember Jesus because in remembering what Jesus has done, it will give you strength for everything that you have to do. Forgetting is bad because it takes our strength away. It makes it more difficult for us to persevere. So I was thinking about these ideas of remembering when I'm going through Acts chapter 3 and 4 today. And uh, as I was thinking about these chapters, it seemed like the disciples were kind of walking down memory lane. So I was reading through these chapters as though these disciples were kind of thinking back to, oh, remember what happened when the church was first formed? Remember the way the Spirit showed up and how these different things went on? And they're recalling this, and then they wrote it down so that we could go back and we could recall it too. So that's actually what I want to do with you for a few minutes today, is just go back and remember what happened to these early disciples and see if that doesn't help us. Maybe avoid sin, maybe celebrate God's goodness, maybe have strength to persevere in the face of what God's going to do. I want to give you just a little bit of a framework for this. When I counsel couples who are planning to get married, I talk to them about love maps. A love map is any time that a couple experiences something that is good for their relationship. It it nurtures fondness and admiration. It helps you fall in love deeper. You can all think of times in your life as couples where, oh yeah, remember that time when we did this? And that strengthened our bond. It strengthened our commitment. It strengthened our love for each other. That's a love map. And enhancing love maps is actually reminding each other about that. 
So you have the experiences that were good for you, and then you go back and you go... Re- they love, enhancing love maps also start, uh, often starts like this. We say, remember the time when... And then you fill in the blank of some experience that you had. These can be great, big, ginormous things, like, you know, remember the time we got married? Or they can be simple things, like, remember that sticky note you put on the mirror for me? They can be big or small. The enhancing part comes in repeating them to each other, reminding each other of them. And actually, in the reminding, you get to kind of relive that experience. So Mary and I love to enhance our love maps. We are always remembering things. Remember when we met. Remember when we were married. Remember when we took that trip to Colorado. Remember when you made me breakfast in bed. And we, we share these things ridiculously. One of my favorite love maps to routine, uh, routinely remind her of is... Remember when we went to Chicago on our honeymoon? And that phrase there opens up a whole bunch of possibilities for different things that we experienced. I asked her this morning, just before I left, remember that time when we went on our honeymoon to Chicago? And the first thing that came to her mind was, yeah, remember that lady got run over by a taxi while we were eating dinner? (laughs) I don't know how that happened today, but that was, in fact, part of our trip. Enhancing love maps encourages us. It gives us strength. It helps us move through difficult times because we can remember all these things that had happened. So I imagine Peter and John sitting around with a bunch of disciples saying, let's enhance this map, a love map, of when we first saw the church born in Acts 2 through 5. Remember when the Holy Spirit came upon us in power, one of them would say? And they all, when, when you start a love map, the one you're talking to usually does, oh yeah, I remember that. And you can actually see their face light up. I ask couples when I'm in counseling with them to do this in front of me. And then I ask them, how did you feel when you remembered that momentous occasion? And they always go, yeah, I experienced the same warmth and love that I experienced when I first had that. Remember when the Holy Spirit came down upon us and the sound of the whoosh? Remember when 3,000 people came to faith in one day? They're enhancing their love maps. And then Peter says something like, remember that man who was lame from birth, who used to sit out there every day by the temple gate, beautiful? And they all nodded because they remembered that. They still were in the Jewish habit of going to the temple daily for their prayers. They saw that guy there every day. They say, remember that time he caught our eye and we stopped to talk to him? In fact, that's kind of an interesting way it's written in the text here because there's like a lot of staring going on. They, they looked at him and he looked at them and they looked back at him, pay attention, he paid attention. Remember that day? And all the disciples that were there that day go, yeah, I remember that. And you remember what happened? And they say, yeah, I remember he wanted us to give him money. And then John might say something like, yeah, but I remember, Peter, you were in rare form that day because instead of giving him money, you gave him a speech like you like to do. Silver or gold I do not have. And they're mocking Peter a little bit. But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. And remember what happened? He got up and walked. We pulled him to his feet, and immediately his legs were strengthened. And did you remember then what happened? He chased us around the temple, praising God and celebrating, rejoicing in what happened. Do you remember that day? That was a great day. We saw the power of God. We saw God's goodness and God's faithfulness and God's love revealed that day by this lame man running around the temple. And they celebrate. Remember when? And remember how surprised everybody was when they saw this happen? They also had seen the man sitting there every day, and they were surprised. How did this guy get healed? Why is he up running around? You remember how they stared at us? 
They all looked at us in amazement and wonder, wondering how did this happen. And somebody shouted out, Why does this surprise you? This is not by our own power. And then Peter preached again. Peter, nah, yeah, I guess you get it. He gets up on these soapboxes throughout Acts. He lets him have it. Everybody's sitting around nodding, remember that. And then John says, you remember what happened next? We got arrested for that. The temple leaders were not happy, so they hauled us all in. They said, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? They grilled us, remember that? And they asked us, by what power and by what name do you do this? And they all, yeah, they did. And then Peter preached another sermon after they asked. I mean, this is like a free pass for Peter. Like, hey, Peter, why are you doing this? By what power? And then Peter gets up on his soapbox again. And remember how they reacted? When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see that the man who had been healed was standing there, they had nothing they could say to him. Remember that day? That's a good day if you can stump the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious leaders. That was a great day. Peter and John deflected all the attention onto Jesus. They said, you know, it wasn't by our power, but let us tell you about the name of the one who has power. Let us tell you about the name by the, who, which you can be saved. And they had no idea what to do with it. Remember that? And so remember they withdrew to discuss it. They left us there. They had to go figure this out, decipher it. And remember what they said when they came back? They came back and said this. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows that you have performed a notable sign. There's no denying that. And we cannot deny it. But we need you to stop doing this. Stop this from spreading anything any farther. And so we warn you, speak no longer to anyone in his name. Remember that warning? And remember thinking, what are they thinking? Telling us to stop like we could stop? In fact, I remember Peter got up on another soapbox and said, what is right for us to do? To listen to you or to listen to God? You be the judge. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen or heard. It's too great. Remember all this? This is amazing. God was good and God was faithful. And we remember his goodness and his faithfulness and we can't stop talking. We remember it made us very bold. It made us very eager to get out there and share. I remember it was such an exciting day. The whole place shook like an earthquake. We remember that all those who believed came to know Christ and there was another 5,000 people added that day. Remember that? And we remember that no one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. And with great power, we continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in all of us that there was no needy person among us. For from time to time, those who had land and houses sold them, and they brought the money from the sales, and they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Remember that? That was a good day. Remember Joseph the encourager? Do you know this name? 
Joseph the encourager sold a field and he came and he brought the entire sum from this field and he laid it at the apostles' feet. And everyone was so encouraged by this, they gave Joseph a nickname. They nicknamed him Barnabas, which means encourager. So they called this guy the encourager. Remember that guy? Sold everything and laid it right there for us. We love the encourager. And when we remember the encouragement of the encourager, we were encouraged. This is great. That was a great day. And then someone says, Remember Ananias and Sapphira? And everybody goes, We remember Ananias and Sapphira. Remember that time Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property? And with his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of it for himself. And he brought the rest of it and he laid it at the apostles' feet. And then Peter said to Ananias, How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and you have kept for yourself some of the money that you received for this land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to people, but you've lied to God. And when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Remember that day? And a great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward and wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. And you remember, about three hours later, his wife came in. Not knowing what had happened, she said to Peter, we've sold our property. And Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? And she said, yep, that's the price. And Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the Holy Spirit? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they're about to carry you out too. And at that moment, she fell down at his feet, and she died. And the young men came in, and finding her dead, they carried her out and buried her right next to her husband. And great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these things. Remember that day? It might be a sin you want to avoid, lying to the Spirit. Everyone seemed to remember it, and there was great signs and wonders and preaching and worship and healing and awe and fear, and this was the community that was formed, that first church. And they experienced the presence and the power of Jesus. The same power that rode Jesus from the dead was there for them. And when they remembered this, They praised God, and they worshiped him. When they remembered this, their faith was strengthened. They were able to persevere and stand strong no matter what happened. When they remembered this, they avoided making the same mistakes over again. They avoided the sins that could have entrapped them. They remembered more and more, and as they remembered more and more, more and more people believed and were added to the church. Crowds gathered from all around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those who were tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. They were even hoping that they could lay the mat by the road so that Peter's shadow could touch them and be restored. Remember that? That was a great time for the church. And they 
grew in boldness and courage just as Jesus predicted and they received power. Remember this promise? And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. That's a great promise. So I have a question for you. Can you remember a time when you experienced God's faithfulness? This could be a great big thing, some momentous, life-changing moment in your life when you remember God showed up and there was a miraculous thing and everybody was filled with awe and wonder. Or it could be a small, everyday kind of experience where you just remembered that God was with you. And in remembering God's with you, you resisted temptation and you celebrated and worshiped God and you grew stronger. Can you remember a specific time when you experienced God's faithfulness, big or small? And what we're going to do right now is we're not just going to practice remembering that. We're going to practice sharing our memory. So what I'm going to invite you to do is get together in a group of four, five, six, eight people. Try to include everyone who's here so no one's left alone. And at least a few people in this group remember something of God's faithfulness and share it with your group. Would you be willing to do that? Yeah, you will. And then after this, you can go take a nap. Okay. <laughs> go ahead and get together in a little group. Somebody in the group share, at least somebody share something about remembering a time when God was faithful to you. Okay, you guys are doing great. I don't want to drag this on too long because I get the feeling some of you are already talking about lunch plans, so we're going <laughs> to go on to that. But it's really encouraging to hear you remembering. And if we interrupted you, then maybe you could continue your conversation after we're finished here and just meet up with your little group and keep telling your stories. That'd be fantastic. Since I'm asking you to share, I'll share. And I like to share things that are kind of recent, so I'll just share something that happened to me this week. Um, I've been a little bit tired. I think we've had four family funerals in the past month. Um, the last one was on this past Monday, my aunt. And um, so I've been worn out, and I'm finding myself getting to Fridays exhausted. And uh, we have a group that meets on Friday night that we've been doing a little com community building. We've been meeting for about eight weeks. And I got to this Friday, and I was trying to think of a way to get out of the meeting. I didn't want to go because I was too tired, but I made a commitment to the group, so I decided I would go. And uh, in our group time, we were sharing about what the group has meant just in the past eight weeks since we've gotten to know each other. And somebody in the group shared, I don't know if I've ever felt closer to a group of people than this group right here. And as soon as I heard that, I thought, God is faithful. And I felt encouraged. And I felt strengthened. I felt like God's hand was there, present with me. It's a little thing. It just happened on Friday. But every day, God is with us and faithfully guiding us and leading us. And if we can just remember God's faithfulness, it will help us avoid sin and temptation. We won't keep making the same mistakes over it will help us to celebrate God's goodness, to give praise to the one who deserves praise. And it will help us be strengthened so that we can persevere no matter what circumstances come our way. So I'm hoping that we will all get better and better at remembering. Lord God, we give you thanks for this day and we thank you for the chance to gather together with your people and for your Holy Spirit who's working right here in this room to guide us. And so for that, we give you our praise in Jesus' name. Amen.